God damn you, Dean Lance. I get that fucking song you played at the end of the last episode stuck in my head since Monday. Fuck! Give it a sec. Activate my curly hair stick. Initiate Juclaw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Not a lot. I've meant to ask you, uh, how was uh, the, the video game convention from last weekend? Was that last weekend? It was last Saturday. It's called the California Expo, I think. I love how Wackerly's like, I can't podcast on Saturday because I'm going to a video game convention. <laughs> that is what I said. <laughs> Did you have to pass like a virginity test? And if you've lost your virginity, you had to go to the back of the line? You had to pay extra. <laughs> <laughs> well, was I don't it? know if it might not have been called Cal, Cal Expo. It's called, I, 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 got a, I got a t-shirt, but they are mailing it to me. Then I'll tell you what it call, it's called when I get that. You're going to get I so forget. much ass with that t-shirt. The t-shirt as, is pretty cool. Probably about as much as you would with a sick and wrong shirt. Yeah, we had to pay extra if you had fucked a pussy before. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you'd just seen a tit, you only have had to pay a little bit extra. But most people are getting it in the low rates, trust me. So what, what was it? Like a, like a massive video game? Like where, Was it like a huge arcade? or what? what I mean, I don't understand. Oh, yeah, no, it was, was like a giant convention hall filled with cabinet video games. Although, obviously, you just pay to get in. Like I said, extra if you've seen a puss, but uh, <laughs> you don't have to put quarters in them. They're, you have to get they're tokens. Turned to free, no, they're turned to turned on to free play. <laughs> but like the newest thing they had would have been like Street Fighter One, oh, not wow. even Street Fighter Two. So these games are like what circa? When, when did Street Fighter come out? Ninety three, ninety four, something like that. And mo- and most of them were much older than. That. I mean, there was shit there from like the seventies. Like late seventies. Wow, there, this must have been some Pac-Man type stuff. There must have been some great people watching at this. <laughs> there are a lot of pinball games, and I guess there we did. We were playing this game. Like, is that guy a hipster or seriously just a really and like like socially retarded nerd? <laughs> you know, he probably has Aspergers. Like a guy wearing like you know tight red pants and like a red sweater and red gloves. Like, is that guy a hipster? Or is he just not realize that that outfit is ridiculous? He's a German. Usually, usually we would lean, you know, we, we came down with the verdict of, like, that guy's not really a hipster. He's just a massive dork. Well, yeah, he probably has Asperger's. He's a germaphobe, right. never learned how to dress himself. Some guy was playing a WWE game, which I guess maybe was newer than Street Fighter, but because uh, I think it had 3D graphics. Uh, and I'm not t- telling a story about the guy who's playing that game, but then another guy was, like I said, it's in the middle of this convention hall, and there's people walking all around. It's pretty pack- packed in pretty tight. Like, I would assume there were a thousand games there. And this dude is just sitting on the floor, like Indian style, <laughs> watching the guy play the WWE game. And I pointed out to my friend, I said, I think that guy's not right in the head. And uh, he goes, yeah, that's probably what he does at home. He just watches his brother play this game on the TV. So he just thinks it's the same. 
Oh my god! What, what, what was the clam to ham ratio at this thing? Oh my god! <laughs> was there any clam? Well, I got to think about which is the clam and which is the ham. I guess zero approaching zero point zero 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 one. So did you get to play any games? Like what was it? Like Miss Pac Man? Is that the kind of like yeah, retro yeah. games? Like uh, you know, shit, just weird old shit like Kick Man. Or I don't even uh, know that one. There was a game there that there's stuff that I'd never heard of, and then there's stuff that. I for, had forgotten about, but but then like walking through there, it reminded me of the days, you know, when I was eight years old and my mom would be shopping at the fashion bug or whatever the hell it was called back then. And she'd like drop you off at the bug. arcade, although she didn't really want you going in there because there were like it, arcades used to be kind of scary. Like there shady. were hashers in there yeah, and like people were like that would probably deal drugs to you, even though you were eight years old, if you asked. And there was smoking in there because you could back then you could smoke inside retail establishments. So it would be all smoky and just and it was hazy dark. and it smelled. Remember the, the smell kind of place as an eight year old that we were probably very likely to get groped. Yeah, but do you remember the smell? It was dark, and you go in there, it's just like faces were illuminated in blue from the video games, and it just right. like it Wizard was. Of War. There was a smoky haze going in there, and then usually, like that was the place where you'd see these guys in the back dealing the grass. Like you knew they were dealing yeah. the grass in there. This girl who went with us. Uh... So there was she, one girl there. She's a little younger than me. She forgot about how all those games in the 90s had the don't use drugs message built in. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was like, ha, ha, look at that. I'm like, oh, you don't remember that? So oh, what, in a lot of those games, you would just like mow down like homeless people because they were drug users, and it was cool. I'm trying to think of what games. I like. I mean, I, I guess retro games like that. Like, Zaxxon. I, liked, I played some Zaxxon. That was cool. I liked uh I was, I was always a big Miss Pac-Man. Rampage. Rampage was the one that I liked. When you were like the uh, the, the monsters and you just gone through yeah. and just rampaged a, a city. Yeah, you eat the people and the cars and stuff. They had that. Some kid was on it. Uh, there were some young kids there, which is was like, you know, not, not the, the, the latest game, like kid, the latest game here came out. Before you're ten years born. before you were born, yeah. five years before you were born, what's going on? I mean, I imagine kids today would look at like a game like Spy Hunter and be like, "This is so fucking lame." You know, I well, think why there's just a certain this? type of kid who's just into it no matter what because it's like electronics and stuff. Is it? You couldn't get, you couldn't get near the Cubert. The Cubert. They only had one. Cool. Q- some, th- some of the games they had multiple cabinets, but they only had one Cubert, and there was there was just a huge line. Everybody wanted to play Q-Bert. Donkey Kong. They had Donkey. I played Donkey Kong. The the other thing, I forgot how hard these games are. Like, Spy Hunter is impossible. Spy Hunter is a hard game. Although, I used to be good. I used to be able to get to the boat. Yeah. There's no way I could get to the boat now. No, not anymore. Maybe if I just sat there and played it for like eight hours straight or something, I guess. What was that homosexual game uh, where they rode around on ostriches? Flying oh, off joust. joust. I know you like to badmouth joust just because you weren't good at it or something. Don't I actually that game am just good at joust. No, it's awesome. I, I never, I never even understood the point of it. Like you just that jump from platform a very to platform. Metal, heavy metal vibe. I'm surprised you don't like it. The sound is awesome. I don't the remember the sound. Bird that comes out after you if you like take too long to clear the level. He's great. For some reason, I just always thought it just it, that that game just gave me the gay bumps, as John Steele would say. I don't know why. There's no reason for it. <laughs> I mean, there's other games that should give you the gay bombs, like Tubin. What is? I don't even game? know this. This is like a level. This is like an an advanced level of nerd. I don't even know about this. Tubin is a gay bump inducing game. It's basically a game where you're just riding in a tube, like an inner tube, in your swim trunks down a fucking lake or river. I guess it is. 
two bin. <laughs> I played okay, two bin. I played All some. Right, uh, I, get that. I played. I played some track and field. Now that game should give you the gay bumps. The the main character has a big fucking gay mustache and he's wearing short shorts. I remember that game for Nintendo and never understood why anyone would play it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, you like it really hurts your arms because you get a bang on those buttons so hard. There's no joystick; you're just banging. They have arms. like gauntlet or anything like that. Oh yeah, they had gauntlet one, gauntlet two. <laughs> that was another game. They, where you they just, had a lot of shit, man. Just button mashers. Now you know I'd have been stoked. This would have been like uh, reliving the old days at uh, Aladdin's Castle. That was the arcade that was by my house. Yeah. No, I was telling my friend. I was like, if I came in here as an eight, eight, ten year old me, like I would shit myself. Yeah, I would have freaked out. I mean, that that was the thing. Like, you went to the mall. Like, I don't even know if kids do that anymore. But we used well, to go to the mall. Go to the mall, trust me. There isn't an arcade there though. Because why? Why? Would yeah, you, why have an arcade? Why but would you pay to play games that are way better at home? You get five bucks from your mom. And be like, see ya. I don't even care. Right. Like, I'll see when you, you gonna whenever. Come get me, mom. Oh, I mean, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's just like I'm gonna buy a hot Sam pretzel, and I'm just gonna sit here orange and play Julius. Yeah, <laughs> an orange Julius, and just play video games. <laughs> So that was the other thing is like, uh, like I, I'm not one of those uh, hand sanitizer people, but I sure was that day. Oh God! Can you imagine? <laughs> but back then, you'd just be eating a hot Sam and then fucking play Mario Brothers and then just go back to fucking putting food in your mouth with a hand that just touched. And there's like nacho cheese game. all over your fingers and just all over mucus the mucus and yeah, yeah, it's gross. So Wankerly, tell me this: Would you have attended this video game? convention had it been in detroit no (laughs) downtown detroit would require a long flight i had to rent a car and find it but no this was in san jose or near san jose which is i was gonna say it's really white but there's actually a lot of mexicans who live there too mexican americans i should say so i mean if you lived in michigan and the the biggest video game convention the biggest video game convention was happening in detroit you wouldn't go You'd be too scared, like too intimidated. Detroit? Downtown, like right downtown Detroit. I'd, I'd think twice about it. If it was in Novi, the Novi Expo Center. I the suburbs, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I think it's uh, probably a good reason to think twice about it because I don't know if you read this uh, this week, but uh, Detroit, once the nation's fourth most populous city, the cradle of America's automobile industry, declared bankruptcy this week. The largest city... Ever to declare uh, bankruptcy in American history. Now, didn't the federal government bail out GM and Chrysler to the tune of, like, many billions of dollars maybe a couple of years ago? Yeah, but I think uh, both car companies paid the government back. And Ford never even took the well, bailout money. how the money. fuck is the city that's their home headquarters now going bankrupt? I don't know if – I mean, I don't know if GM – oh, I guess, yeah, I guess they are headquartered there. Um, I, you know, no one even, I don't know, you know, no one even knows this is, but this is something that hasn't just, you know, this isn't something that just all, you know, just happened immediately. This is something that's, you know, been coming for a long time and mm-hmm. building for a long time and yeah. poor management and uh, poor infrastructure. It hasn't looked good for Detroit for a while. Yeah. I mean, they said right now they're arguing about how much Detroit actually owes, but they said the debt is likely to be $18 billion, possibly $20 billion. So what do you do? Billion dollars. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's, I don't work in city government, and I don't understand barely. It makes anything. me think that Detroit's coming ever so much closer to becoming the 
the, the post-apocalyptic nightmare that it was in RoboCop. I mean, it's almost there right now. I'm looking forward to it. Personally, I think they're probably going to have to get a fleet of RoboCops because they're not going to be able to, they're not going to, be able to afford to pay the, the pensions of regular police officers. Yeah, but you're implying that RoboCop is cheap. RoboCop is a state-of-the-art robot. So what you get? I mean, you don't have to pay him a lot, but just to buy, purchase RoboCop and you know maintain his chair where he sits at night—that costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but you, you okay, gotta, you gotta have a bunch of scientists. They're not cheap. You get three Ed two hundred nines. Let them go, <laughs> and then uh, who cares? Yeah, you saw what happened with Ed two hundred nine, though. So in nineteen fifty, Detroit used to have one point eight million people. Now. It's home to 700,000 people, as well as the tens of thousands of abandoned buildings, vacant Less lots, than and unlit streets. Yeah. I mean, it's, they said over 40% of the streetlights are, are uh, not working. Yeah, all those, you know, old people always complain about, uh, or, or young people who think they're old, uh, they're always complaining about, like, oh, overpopulation. There's too many people. People are having too many kids, and these Mexican families with their 18 children. I can't believe we allow that. They always want like, like child, like Chinese style limitations on the number of children you can have. <laughs> like, hey, why don't you move to Detroit, pal? There's plenty of space over there. There's plenty of space there for you. When's the When's the last time you went to Detroit? Was it back in college? Uh, I was trying to figure out the last time I even went to Michigan the other day and I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, but I obviously, fl- I, you know, you always fly into Detroit because it's the cheapest option in Michigan. God, I hate that fucking airport. I hate that drive. If oh I'm yeah. From the airport. I want to go yeah. from that airport sucks, but I would guess that it was maybe like two or three years ago. I was there last year. Well, I was there when uh, when my uh, for my father, but then uh, yeah, last year I was there. But last year I was there when uh, when um, Kessler Kessler passed, and uh, I was there in Detroit because a friend of ours, uh, Mausner, was like, "I want to see Detroit. I've never seen it, and I've heard so much about it." And he's from New York City, so we rented a car, New York, City. and uh, we stayed at one of the casinos because they have casinos in Detroit, which is I've always found that to be kind of I don't know. Bitterly ironic. It's like, you know, don't go spend your money at this casino. But meanwhile, there's nothing else around the city. It's just. Yeah, every- but the problem, the problem, the reason they allowed the casinos is because people were going and spending their money on gambling anyways. They were just going to do it in Canada. Well, I think they thought they were going to revitalize uh, the, you know, the city with these. Uh, I think they were just going to re thought they were going to recapture all that money that was going over to Canada. Like if they're going to waste their money and lose it gambling, might as well, do, might it as well do it here and we'll get the tax money. You know, what's funny is like when you go to these casinos, they're like, yeah, just stay in the casino. Don't walk around. Don't leave the casino. <laughs> but yeah. we ended up uh, going out, and because I wanted to go to a couple bars I used to go to. Uh, do you remember that bar, the Old Miami? No, I didn't go to bars that much in Detroit. The only one I remember, there's St. Andrews my roommate, Hall. My dorm room roommate took us there was the Norwalk. Hmm, Norwalk sounds familiar. I don't know if I know that one. I mean, you're not going to black bars, are you? Going to like no, the Polish old Miami guy, is like guy a, bars. The old Miami is kind of a punk rock bar, but it was in the oh, Cass that. Corridor. The Norwalk was like an old Polish guy bar. It was in the Cass Corridor, though. That that was the, that's the area Norwalk, that sucks. I don't remember. So it like was we, a shit. I mean, it wasn't the kind of area where you wanted to walk around. Yeah, like we go there, and they, literally there there are no white people, and you go in and you go to this bar, and this old Miami is a great bar. And hopefully, it's still there. I'm not sure, but I mean, I was there a year ago. But anyway, we were talking to some people there, and this one guy's like, 
yeah, we're going to a party. And he, they, were, they were, you know, talking up Detroit. And these guys were kind of young punkers. And they were saying how cool it is because it's essentially lawless. There are no cops. And he was saying that they were having a party at like an abandoned elementary school that they always go to. And everyone goes and drinks at this abandoned elementary school. And I was like, wow, this sounds amazing. And uh, we, we didn't end up being able to go. because <laughs> It sounds amazing until you get there. Then you're like bunch of squatters. Oh, yeah, it's an abandoned elementary school. It sucks. <laughs> well, I don't, this guy was making it sound like it was like a Mad Max beyond the Thunderdome type of party. But anyway, I was, I was talking to him. I'm like, well, aren't the cops going to come and bust up this rave that you're having in, a, in this elementary? He's like, there are no cops and there are no lights. There is no order. It's, it's just, I mean, it's like basically you're, you're living in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Right. Which is also sounds great until you're at the elementary school party and you're having a little fun rave time and you took some NDMA or whatever. And then like a gang of toughs shows up and is like, oh, we're taking all your shit. Oh, shit. Somebody called the cops on your cell phone. Oh, right. There's no cops. Well, let's run into the light. Oh, yeah. It's dark everywhere. We're then fucked. you get your ass kicked and raped by a homeless man. Yeah, I was going to say kicked and <laughs> fucked. Yeah, that and always all sucks. Stolen. So anyway, it, with that in mind. The situation's pretty bleak in Detroit, and there's no roadmap for recovery because no. municipal bankruptcies Not are very rare. Well, even cities – I mean, there's been cities in California that have gone bankrupt, and they're kind of shitholes. I mean, like Stockton is one. San Bernardino is another. San Bernardino probably has more going on for it because of its proximity to Los Angeles. Yeah, but Detroit has like, what, two times the size of uh, – it's more than twice the size of Stockton, even now. Right, but I guess what I'm saying is – Stockton, you could see turning around because it's still sort of in the middle of San Francisco and Sacramento. And, like, you know, people are maybe going to want to, would be willing to live there and commute to those places where there's jobs. So, yeah, they declared bankruptcy, but they can sort of think that, like, well, maybe in five or ten years, we'll, the city will be all right again, paying its debts and have a, a normal budget. Yeah, eventually, time will heal it. But Detroit doesn't have that. Like, what the fuck is going to happen? It's, it's worse because it's so much bigger. Well, yeah, I mean, and like, what, where are all these fucking people going to work? Where, who is going to pay taxes to like get the city back on its feet? There's no equation. It's like everybody's like, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Maybe a miracle will happen in like 25 years. But what, what are they going to do? Attract like industry? I, I know they're saying that there's been like a, an influx of like tech companies. I mean, I mean, I barely who heard said, of this. Who says that? I, read that, I heard I read, that, but who says that? I read that in the paper that they said uh, they're trying to attract tech companies because rent's like, really trying low. To trying to attract and actually succeeding in attracting are different things. And then I think there's the trust fund kids who move there and tell their parents, like, oh, I'm starting an internet company. But really they're just doing heroin in, like, their, you know, like old Victorian house well, I mean, for 20 grand. I know they keep, um, you know, championing the uh, the art communities and it's like, oh, Detroit's going to be like an artist community and there's urban farms. It's like, oh, really? That, that, that doesn't resuscitate a city. Yeah, those people aren't paying huge amounts of tax cause taxes and employing, you know, 100 people on your urban vanity project farm. And this isn't a couple billion dollars in debt. You're talking $20 billion. In debt. Right. I mean, you, and, and that's nothing. And, and, and let's, if they go through bankruptcy and they get through it, it'll, that debt will just keep growing. Or maybe it starts over, but it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And plus, that's the thing, like uh, what you just said. I mean, there are a variety of factors that contributed you know, to Detroit's situation. Um, shrunken tax base, uh, but still a huge city, 139 square miles. 
They, they have to maintain that. Overwhelming health care and pension costs for the city employees. Uh, repeated that's efforts. When you, that's when you pay people that aren't even doing any actual good work anymore. Like, oh, you, you used to work here. We'll just keep paying you. I guess in Europe, everybody thinks this is a normal idea, but it's not in America. It's not so normal. We have, we're too populous and there's too many people to do this. And then it's, Plus, I think that the, these like the municipal employee unions got too big for their britches and just kept promising their members like more and getting it, you know, getting city managers and city councils to agree to contracts where, you know, like you can retire at 55 and make basically like the average of your top three years of salary for the rest of your life. Okay, but when all You're right. doing nothing, when, but when so the now automob- you gotta buy whoever replaced you, you got to pay that guy, and you got to pay you because you're just you, you retired and now you're sitting in a fucking hammock drinking drinking hams. <laughs> but when okay, when the audio when the auto industry was thriving in the fifties, what was the average life expectancy? Like sixty five, seventy. I mean, if you were an auto worker and you worked on the line, you know, it was pro- or you did like even a city job where you're a garbage man, it was probably like fifty five years old. And like, oh, guess what? Your retirement age is fifty five. So have fun with that pension. Oh, you're dead for about three years. But now yeah, we'll, think we'll, we'll about pay, it. We'll continue paying your salary for three years. I have no problem with that. But now, but now think about like uh, you know, city workers, bus drivers, firemen, police officers. I mean, these guys they retire are, and they, they they retire and they live twenty years, twenty five years, and and it's and and that's the thing. And these guys are probably making what eighty k a year, eighty to one hundred in the pension. Yeah, just from the pension. And then what happens is they marry like a young bride, maybe sometimes like a foreign bride, <laughs> and then the, you know they're forty. They work for ten more years, fifteen more years till they're fifty five, retire, get the pension. They're they marry their wife when they're forty. She's twenty, so she's thirty five. And after the dude dies, because they were married, she continues to get the pension. And now she's going to live to be, like, 90. What the fuck? I I can't believe they allow the wife to collect the uh, pension benefit. What was she going to do? She never worked. She was the housewife. She was a homemaker, so he could work. Well, so there are there are a lot of cities right now that are also teetering on the edge of bankruptcy. Cities that aren't as uh, huge as Detroit— but a lot of people, a lot of eyes, especially people, members of the unions are, uh, and retirees around the nation are focused on whether or not Detroit's permitted to slash pension benefits. It's a big – it's a huge issue. This is a precedent-setting issue because if Detroit – I don't have much uh, – I mean I know you had an expectation if you were you know, a fucking file clerk in the planning department that you were going to live out the rest of your days like you know, taking fucking two vacations a year and going on cruises and driving around your big expensive motorhome because you were going to make – you know, $60,000 for the rest of your life for doing nothing. Uh, but that's an unrealistic expectation. And the fact that your plans didn't go so well, I don't feel very bad for you. It's not a Wackerly. He wants to open up the Wackerly sweatshop just with senior citizens. You're just a senior citizen. Just, and just you walking around with a bullhorn and a whip. Get back to work. Rob! <laughs> Myrtle, get over here. I want to be pants. the shirtless guy p- playing the big like drum. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll get rid of my car. I'll just have like one of those palanquins. <laughs> Is that how you say that word? <laughs> I have no idea. So anyway, th- so the city right now is in dire straits. Um, just to tell you, give you an idea of how shitty it is. Listen to this. I was doing some research here about life in Detroit. So they say streetlights right now. Streetlights in the city. 40% of Detroit streetlights do not work. 
Um, and there's no plan to get them working, I assume, right? No. I mean, that's like uh, uh, the, the, the city averages 370 working streetlights per square mile, which compares to 812 per square mile in Cleveland, 682 in Pittsburgh. Um, so literally, it is a dark city. It is a dark city, which I imagine also contributes to the uh, yeah, the violence. The crime lead, uh, go up too. Well, the, wasn't Detroit like the, uh, the highest murder rate for years? Yeah, it still is. I mean, it's right behind Baltimore or like uh, St. Louis or something like that. It's always in the top five. I think this is one of the reasons why it's always in the top five. Police response time. It takes an average of an hour, 58 minutes, for Detroit police to respond to any call, whether top priority or just routine. Uh, the fastest- I have to say that shit happens in Oakland, too, but that's just because... I mean, Oakland is also probably going to be bankrupt sooner or later, but uh, they're not now. But it's just because the actual police department is so understaffed. Yeah, but listen to this, though. I mean, the average national response time is 11 minutes. While police yeah, in- if somebody's breaking into your house, you can't wait four hours. While police in Dearborn, which is uh, it's not affluent, but it's definitely better off than Detroit, but it's a suburb yeah. on, the w- on the west side, uh, they average uh, seven minutes. So you know, like where my dad lived. My dad lived in Bloomfield Hills, which is just pretty much just Jewish. That is affluent. Yeah, and there it's like if something happened, the cops are there in like five minutes. You never even saw black people in those communities. I was I just remember going there and being like, "This is Detroit. This is just weird." Not so diverse. No, just all Jews. But yeah, so fifty-eight minutes is the average police response time. Something that's like top priority. So if your house is getting broken into or maybe you're getting raped or someone's getting shot in front of you, you're going to have to wait a little while for the cops to show up. Where do all the Arabs live? Dearborn. That's actually... Dearborn. Yeah. That's where, uh, Dearborn actually has the largest Arab community in the States. In the United States. Yeah. Right. Um, parks. In, uh, 2000 to, in 2008, not that long ago, Detroit had 317 active parks. Now it just has 107. And 50 of those parks are about to close. So I mean, what is it? Just a barren wasteland? Just you know, a decaying kind of. park? Um, yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what's going to happen there. Fire stations. Uh, the average Detroit fire station is eighty years old, and maintenance costs often exceed a million dollars each year. So they just shut them that doesn't down. Surprise me. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to shut them down at that point. Um, ambulances. On an average day, only ten of the city's thirty-eight ambulances are working. City only has thirty-eight ambulances, and only ten are working. For 700,000 people. Yeah, and some, some of the ambulances have as many as 300,000 miles on the odometer. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to the hospital. You just had a heart attack. Like, oh, sorry, the ambulance actually just broke down. <laughs> I, I'd just love to see the EMT. Like, anybody got jumper cables? We need some jumper cables. I'm going to hook up to this guy, then I'm going to hook up to the engine. Need some, need some um, defibrillate. Everybody you know, knows about Detroit. It's kind of notorious for the vacant buildings because you get all these artists that go there and take pictures of the beautiful vacant buildings. Oh, my God. It's the best art ever, those photographs, especially if they're black and white. It's just so moving. This Nobody's is... ever thought to do that before. <laughs> it's so original. Could you get a black homeless person in the shot, please? <laughs> no, a dirtier <laughs> one than that. That one's too clean looking. Um, this has long been a problem for the city, which has made an effort in recent years to tear down abandoned homes. However, the, they said that there's about 78,000 vacant structures in the city. And uh, Detroit fights between 11,000 and 12,000 fires each year. And most of these are in blighted or unoccupied buildings, which I imagine 
are like the landlords paying somebody to set these places on fire so they can at least recoup a little bit of money. Don't Imagine you think? Imagine how many dead bodies are in those houses. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. Like one out of every ten has to have either either an old person who died there of natural causes or somebody who was murdered and they're like, we'll just stuff it in this abandoned building. <laughs> you know? <laughs> don't you I think? I mean, it's got to be. I imagine it's probably the easiest city to hide a corpse. Yeah. I mean, it's more than zero, and it's less than all of the houses. But I would say like one out of every ten has a dead body in it. Um, listen to this. Payroll equipment. The city spends $19.2 million a year, $62 per check to process Detroit payroll expenses. $62 per check that they mail somebody? Like every yeah. employee, whenever they get a check, it costs $62? Yeah. Just to mail, the, to create the check and mail it? That's ridiculous. Companies with the average payroll, most companies have an average payroll processing cost of $15 in other cities. That even seems <laughs> high, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, apparently. Uh, Detroit... I guess you have the, I mean that's probably for the admin salary, the person who puts the stamps on the envelopes and everything, right? But make people get direct deposit for fuck's sake. So what? What? So what ends up happening at this point? I mean, you're going to probably what? Cut the pension benefits, lay well, off some the, city the workers. Are going to take that to court for sure, right? But I mean, they're going to have to. Uh, you know, I think they're going to have a trial. Like uh, they're 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 having hearings in. Uh, Cities other than uh, cities outside of Michigan, so Kentucky, Ohio, possibly Tennessee. Um, but I mean, they, they don't even have a plan. There is no plan for Detroit. I mean, I wonder <laughs> well, what, what do you think is going to happen? They'll go through bankruptcy. I mean, the court knows how to do that. They'll say, "All right, you guy who bought a bond, or yeah, I guess you buy. Do you buy a bond? <laughs> I don't know. You have a bond with the uh, the city of Detroit. They're supposed to pay you five percent. You're getting nothing. Uh, you, Mister." Guy who sells garbage bags to the city hall garbage crew. Uh, they owe you, you know, uh, $50,000 for all these garbage bags. You're getting $5,000. So that, is that what they do? They basically just screw the creditors? Like, okay, Detroit well, you owes you money. No Sorry, money. man. There's no money yet. Somebody's going to get screwed. So you just have to decide who gets screwed and, and by how, how much? much they get screwed. God. Which the whole thing is then all these these pensioners and the people who are going to get a pension – they all go to they go down with their hat in their hand and their sob stories, and they wheel out the oldest, most pathetic pensioner they have, you know, out in front of the camera, and they say, "Well, we shouldn't take any hit at all." But effectively, like they're—I mean—are they any different than all the other the other people who are owed money by the city? Not really, in my opinion. Well, I think I mean it's it's inevitable that there's going to be massive restructuring, and yeah. uh, I'm sure. Well, you know, the, the, the other contracts going to be ended. And the uh, other people who are owed slash. money are corporations, right? So, so who knows? Know how everybody feels about the corporations. All I can say is, uh, you think Detroit's a shitty place to visit now? <laughs> In about uh, I don't know a year from now, it's going to be even worse. I don't um, know. Do you have like an armored car you could go? With? <laughs> Provisions. Inside. I'm telling you, it's going to be RoboCop, and they're, they're going to have RoboCops because they're not going to be able to pay real cops. You don't need pensions for RoboCops. So in about three or four years, there's going to be like one of the guys, whoever, the guy that made the Segway. He's probably going to make these Detroit awesome cops. That, that guy's dead. Oh, did he? He died? That <laughs> yeah, fucker. He died okay, the guy, who, the guy who co-founded PayPal that's about to make the tube system that goes from L.A. to San Francisco in 30 minutes, that guy is going to make a, an elite force of robotic police officers. Oh, I thought you were going to put a tube in the center of the city and be like, okay, all you residents, this place sucks. Get in the tube and go someplace better. 
<laughs> it's going to be like that Sam Kinison joke, right? Like, go, go. <laughs> His joke was like that the Ethiopian should go somewhere where the food is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for Detroit, he's like, uh, just go somewhere that doesn't suck. Yeah. This place clearly sucks. Just go somewhere where you're not going to get shot or robbed. <laughs> just get out. Anyway. Uh, people, this is episode 390 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Uh, you know the way the show works. Wackily and I present the most disturbing news items here on the show. Uh, you can send in your stories to uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com, submit them via Facebook or uh, the Twitters. And if we do read your story and give you credit for it, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong Care package. Um, we got some good ones this week. Uh, before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first story here we got uh, came in from Chris in Brisbane, Australia. Is that how you say it? Brisbane? Yeah, probably in American it's Brisbane, but they might say it Brisbane. I was going to say Brisbane, but then I thought she probably pronounces it Brisbane. Um, Chris says, this made me nauseous. And you know, the headline makes me nauseous. Woman discovers maggots in her ear after a trip to Peru. Maggots in the ear. Yeah. I guess it's better than some incurable STD, but still. Um, Actually, you know, that that might be a point of contention. This story, after you read a story like this, it makes me never want to, like, I never want to go visit a country where I can't drink the water without getting sick. Like a third world country. It's like, you, you, you go, the, the, these type of things happen there. You know, you get maggots in your ear. You get some kind of hideous uh, what, What's disease. a list of countries where you can't drink the water? I mean, all South America, Central India, America, oh, um, India. All the uh, Northern African countries. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm sensing a... A theme. Uh, China. Ru- like if I went to China? Russia, could I drink the water? You might be able to in Russia. Well, I don't even know. I mean, the pollution there. What about like Vietnam? Did they say uh, Thailand like is uh, one of the most polluted, like Bangkok's one of the most polluted cities in the world? See, I've never heard. Well, pollution is one thing, but the water system is a different. I've never heard about Thailand where you can't drink the water. And I've had friends who go there, you know, to go to the beaches. If everyone says you get, you got to get bottled water. Oh, do you? Okay, so, I just wasn't. <laughs> Usually, when people come thing. back from a when people come back from a vacation and they want to tell you about it, it's the most boring things. You don't really listen to what they say until they start telling you. Oh my god, I had diarrhea for like six days and food poisoning for the next two. It's or like, wow, like uh, they awesome. come back from Thailand, and they're like, "Oh, the underage prostitutes are," and you're like, "Huh? <laughs> 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 well, yeah, what's going on with that?" So this woman here, Rochelle Harris, 27 years old, from the UK. Uh, she was thrilled to be visiting Peru. Um, I am just thrilled to be in Peru. The people are beautiful. They're so nice. The food is amazing. Cute little brown people. <laughs> so cute. Um, 
while she children one... come up and give you gum. It's just so heartwarming. <laughs> They're begging for my pennies. <laughs> At one point during her holiday, Harris walked through a swarm of flies. One fly went into her ear. She shooed it away. Thought nothing more Shoe about fly. it. fly. Don't bother me. <laughs> but on our flight back home to the UK, uh, the 27-year-old developed headaches, excruciating pain on one side of her face, and she began to hear strange scratching sounds. So now, now it kind of sounds like a scanner darkly. Remember that guy? Who wasn't it the, the dude that was, kept spraying himself with bug spray? I forget his name. But it was his like roommate or, or buddy or something. Well, that guy did too many drugs. Yeah. No, but that's what I would say. If like this guy, if, if this girl is seated next to me on the plane, I'd be like, you know, quit your bitching, all right? Learn I'll to handle your high. What do you do in Peru? <laughs> Just go sleep. I mean, but don't, don't, you, don't, don't they get like really, really good cocaine? I've heard they have Peruvian blue cocaine there. It's blue. Well, I think it's the source is the point. You know, everything you get up here is cut down with baby laxative and stepped travel and it's stale but there you just get it right off the plant yeah someone told me that it's like flakes of like this blue cocaine you can get there um yeah i don't see why she just was like oh fuck the headaches i'm just gonna get some blue cocaine uh the next morning fluid had leaked from her ear soaking her pillow so obviously she was concerned uh, she went to her local hospital they don't say what city she's back she's in from. the united states at this point. uk she's uk oh uk um, Peru all the way from the UK, huh? That's a long trip. It's a, it's a long, uh, but you know what? She's an adventurous, an adventurous limey. Northern I love bird. traveling around the world, seeing new countries. She's an adventurer going on holiday. Um, so anyway, she visited her local hospital, and initially doctors weren't concerned, thinking she had a she minor, tried to get an appointment, but infection. it took her like six weeks because they have socialized <laughs> So they There's dismissed something it. in my ear, I think, but I'll wait. <laughs> Scratchy scratch. They dismissed it, and uh, but she still right. had pain, though. So uh, further tests were carried out, and they revealed a hole in her ear canal. And this is what I find kind of funny. Her family, at this point, she and her family begged to be told the cause. Well, why wouldn't they just tell? Like, is that what they do in the UK? Like, uh, you know, they, they have to be very deceptive with the causes, so you keep coming back? Or I mean, what, what's the deal? Why, they, like, why I don't be shady about that it? Either. Yeah, I don't know. She said... Um, maybe they didn't want to uh, cast aspersions upon Peru. Maybe maybe that's what they're... Or they didn't want to ruin her vacation any worse than it already is ruined. Um, <laughs> it's just some earwax buildup. Don't worry about it. No, it's all it's good. bugs. They're so <laughs> he whispers to the nurse, Oh my God, it's maggots. <laughs> She's got maggots in her ear. <laughs> she can't hear you. Don't worry about it. You don't have to whisper. <laughs> Stage whisper. Let's just walk out of the room really slowly. <laughs> backwards um she says my mom said please tell us and that's when the doctor said you've got maggots in your ear and she burst into tears instantly yeah how is she going to find a mate now i mean not only does she got the face of a northern bird mangled teeth she's got maggots in her yeah it doesn't say she went to uh could you imagine what this girl must look like she didn't go to peru with a boyfriend or anything she's by herself Girls that travel by themselves to exotic locations like that, hideous. <laughs> I've never thought about it. But oh, oh my God. I remember on a flight back from New Orleans, I sat next to this girl, and uh, she was telling me all about her trip to Argentina. Hideous. She was like, she had adult that's, that's acne. A, that's a one-time, uh, that's an anecdote. 
look on Facebook. Go look on Facebook to some of the... What do I graph search for single w- female traveler? No, okay. Go look on Facebook at some of the girls you went to high school with that you knew were ugly and they're even uglier now. Oh, they and then look at travel d- destinations? You, you'll, you'll see, like, on their photo albums because you're friends with them because uh, you're high school. And you'll see, like, trip to South America by herself or with a group <laughs> of women. You're just like, okay, you are hideous. Wait, you're, you're lumping in if they go with a group of women, they're also ugly? No, they'll, they'll go with like a group of women from their church or something. Oh, not like a group. Because it's not like, not a, like a group of their a, friends. Not a, a, a Hindu, I think they call it in the UK. Is that what it is? A Hindu? Or no, when a, a Hindu a is like of, a female uh, stag party. Out? No, okay, I'm not saying that. That's like a, you know, chicks going on holiday. You're talking about like a girl who, who joined a club just to travel with girl, women she doesn't even know. Or also Exactly. And then just they're so all just hideous. She would have gone by herself, but she doesn't want to get raped. Even the Peruvians don't want to rape them. And they're high on blue well, cocaine. Come on. <laughs> all right, they probably do. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm surprised that the, these flies were in some kind of weird Mayan curse or something. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe she stepped onto something at a ruin. That's, that's what like I'm a, thinking happened here. An old Mayan king's nutsack from the skeleton. <laughs> Opens up and like flies just come out of it and go in her ear. The curse of the Mayan nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this was. Don't be crass, Wackerly. Those nutsack curses are pretty serious. Technically, um, once you're, if you're a skeleton, you no longer even have a nutsack. Yeah, but you never know with those Mayans. Um, the doctors tried to remove the maggots, but it just caused the larvae to retreat further inside Harris's head. I was just going to say that as a joke, but it's actually in the article. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to push it further in. Um, she said she was really scared. Wondered. Don't they have like those vacuum tube things? They could suck them out? Because well, you'd suck out our whole ear canal. At that or point, eardrum. I'd be like, just whatever you have to do to get them out of there. I don't care if I can never hear again. Ah, I can, uh, it's, it's good. Yeah. Um, it sounds hor- horrible. It really is. Uh, the doctors tried to remove the maggots. Uh, they got pushed further into her head. She says she was very scared. She wondered if they were in her brain. And she thought to herself, this could be very, very serious. Yeah, really? You think so? Um, it is serious. What if you shrunk down Martin Short and put him in a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dennis Quaid. Martin Short. He was in, Dennis Wasn't, Quaid was inside yeah. Martin Short. Yeah, Dennis Quaid went inside Martin Short. And I love when they do laser that. beams on the submarine, and he could just go get the maggots like that, right? I don't know if we have that technology yet. Maybe when the guy that co-founded that PayPal movie came out a long time ago. What's what's the what's the delay? Because the guy from is founding PayPal and making oh. the tube. Yeah, they should be working on shrinking things. Not the kids, though. The maggots had chewed a 12-millimeter hole in their ear canal. 12-millimeter? Yeah, 12 millimeters. That's like half an inch. That's big. Those things are hungry. How big is her ear canal? Well, big enough to accommodate... Those big English ears. (laughs) (laughs) Big enough to accommodate a uh, whole family of maggots. Her ear was flooded with olive oil in an attempt to drown them. Why don't they just? Why don't they just pour Stella in her ear or something? What is it? Would she have to go to the Italian health service? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we put the olive oil in there. It's uh, it's solve everything. Um, You're a fine-looking woman. I don't care what the assignment says about your solo travel. 
It only works on the crabs, on the pubic lice. We use the olive oil. <laughs> I put a little garlic in there too, and then I yeah, chow in your box. <laughs> Two were removed, but a writhing mass of eight large maggots remained. And now, okay, it was a scanner darkly, and now it's kind of venturing into Wrath of Khan territory. Well, yeah, it's clearly into that territory. And the doctor kind of looked like Ricardo Montalban. They said that. With a fake chest piece. <laughs> what was it? What, what did they pull out of it? Wasn't it like, didn't he plant the worm in Captain Kirk's ear? Not Kirk. Uh, Chekhov. Chekhov. Yeah, Chekhov got it. <laughs> the expendable recurring character. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was like a mind control thing. Uh, but now it's Benedict Cumberbatch, by the way. You got to update your Ricardo Montalban. Oh, yeah. He's oh, the new con, right? Give something away. <laughs> hmm. Didn't he shove a tribble up his asshole, too? Uh, that was off camera. That was just some like, <laughs> on-set shenanigans. So the girl here was sedated, and doctors did manage to remove the maggots. Uh, with a test, they discovered that it's a, listen to this, New World Army Screw Worm Fly that laid the eggs. Wait, once, what? Once again, a New World Army Screw Worm Fly. That's what laid the eggs in her ear. Oh, they figured out that... I thought you were saying they used a different kind of insect to get, to get those insects out. No, that, that, oh. that was the, the, the insect that laid the eggs, that laid the, uh, the oh. larvae. So is maggot just a generalized term for any kind of fly larva? I thought it was like specifically house fly larva. No, I think it's just any fly babies. Fly babies. I wish humans fly shorties. had more... I wish humans had more stages of... Uh, like life of evolution. <laughs> yeah, like but if your friend great. was like, Oh, I just had a baby. And like, she pulls it up and it's like, doesn't look like a human being at all. It's like some writhing mass of dude. <laughs> like, Oh, it's, they're so cute when they're that age. Wouldn't it be when great? Gonna, when is he going to pupate? <laughs> and then they, and like, you have a shitty kid that you have to take care of for a long time. But then for like six months when it's two years old, you get a reprieve because it's just hanging from a pupa in your house. <laughs> like, oh, I can start drinking and partying again, at least for like a couple of weeks. And then it's going to come out and actually be a person. It wouldn't be great if it like was born, like, or if it was birthed in a, uh, a placental sack and it had to get strong enough to rip itself out of the sack. Right. And, uh, cool yeah, There's no, a lot but of I mean, variations. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you just have these slimy sacks that are just kind of, and some of them never actually get strong enough to do it. And they just die in the sack. Yeah. And so you just, your, your nursery is just, just a, you eat them. a room full of sacks. <laughs> well, what about if women had pouches? <laughs> Marsupials. Yeah, like a marsupial. A fupa. Well, what about they're pretty that, close to fupas. What about that frog that all the little babies like go in the holes in its back? What about, uh, what about tadpoles? What if like when you were born, you had to be underwater? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It'd be a lot more, it'd, it'd be much more interesting. Oh, my child died. Yeah, the... He got out of the pool and he dried up. Eaten by a catfish. <laughs> or, or just my cat ate. <laughs> <laughs> so the girl didn't suffer any long-term consequences. But I can guarantee she's probably not going to go back to Peru anytime soon. I don't know. I mean, wackily. Well, just don't step, on the, don't step on the ancient king's nuts. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but I don't know. What, what would be worse? Like going and catching some kind of weird Peruvian gonorrhea or coming back with maggots? Uh, well, what about getting some weird nasal infection from all the coke you're doing? Which could happen. Bacterial inflammation. Or uh, being kidnapped and held for ransom. 
and then expecting like your podcast co-host to come up with some money and then you figure out that that's not going to happen ever and you'd probably just stop podcasting completely you wouldn't do any remote uh, podcasts mr simon uh, this lens wackerly he's not coming through with the cash <laughs> and i'd be uh, like what do we do now be like pepe just can you hook up skype let me talk to him we'll we'll record this <laughs> hey, and, uh... what is skype <laughs> I know there's some money in that t-shirt fund. Anyway, I got to say, I don't think she's going to go back to South America anytime soon. I'd probably avoid all those countries. All those countries where you can't drink the water. It's a good rule of thumb, people. What do you have here, Wackley, for the next story? Oh boy, I got this one myself. Ooh, as I want to do, because it happened near me, and it's not even that funny. It's just brutal. <laughs> we so haven't done one of those in a long time. Yeah, I'm just gonna read it because uh, there's nothing more to be said. Although the guy's name is Barry White. <laughs> Junior. Oh, really? So I guess his dad's was, was Barry White, not the Barry White. I assume. What does his hair look like? Does he have that that kind of quaff? No, that Barry a, White quaff? Uh, young young black man's uh, short haircut. So. Barry White had great hair. Great hair, great beard, great voice, great neck, great girth. Yeah, he was, and he was a fat dude, but you know he bedded some beautiful women. You know he just had a thick cock like a baby's arm. You think so? He probably did. I don't really know. I haven't thought about it before. Do you think he ever ate while having sex with a girl? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Think? (laughs) I would bet my life savings on it. Like he was just eating, a, you know, like a, a subway know, sub, extra large pizza, Eggs, just while he's just banging a chick, peanut butter and jelly. I'm just see the thing is like a guy like see, Barry did White. You notice, you notice I'm proud of us right now. We did what? not mention one black stereotypical food. I did that on purpose. I was thinking about that because I was about I wasn't to even say thinking about it. I'm I, just that progressive. I I was, but I steered clear. Yeah. Well, you know, after this whole Florida thing, I know you got to watch out. You got to be conscious of it. But like guys like Barry himself. White though and Notorious B.I.G. Like those guys are famous enough where they could just like eat some pizza and just bang a girl from behind. Maybe even put the pizza on her like top of her butt. You know? <laughs> That's unsanitary. Well, not I'm not saying put a plate on there or like the box of pizza and you could just like fuck her and, put, and I bet you girls would be like, well, he's rich enough. I don't, who cares? Whereas if you tried well, to do you're, that, you're assuming like unsexy eating. You're assuming like I'm fucking you and I'm eating and I don't give a fuck. He's hungry. No, I'm talking about like, like sensual eating. <laughs> I find that so disgusting. You're saying like eating a chocolate covered cherry, and then you like no, feed it to still her. Fo- no, still foods that you would want to eat. Uh, not that I'm really into Subway, but like you know, he's eating the Subway sandwich, and then he's giving her a bite, and then he's like going back in for a kiss, and <laughs> some mayo falls on her titty, and he licks it off. Like that. <laughs> See, I'm picturing something completely different. What I'm picturing is Barry White. Because you hate women, I think. No. You, you, you're picturing like a, der- uh, a derogatory situation. <laughs> I'm just saying Barry White was rich enough that he could probably get some like model that's like 22 and would have sex there because he's probably buying her really nice shit. And he could. See, like, this she's... is what people who hate women talk about. No, I'm just saying, like, he could do that, whereas we right, wouldn't. but he also loves sex. So why would he, Barry White wouldn't cheapen sex by, like, you know, eating and not thinking about the sex. He would combine the two in a sexy way. 
Possibly. I think he I think he would also you try it you out. You think he's just like, bend over, bitch. Barry White needs a shell for this cake. <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe Lil Wayne would do that. I bet you Lil Wayne's done well, it. Well, Lil Wayne's not even fat. Well, maybe, but, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of these guys and have done it to I've, see I've if they can do it. I've never gotten the impression that Lil Wayne is a great lover. Biggie, I can see. You have no idea. What about Heavy D, the overweight <laughs> lover? <laughs> so you're just saying fat black guys like to eat during sex? They like to, they like to bring food into the bedroom. Incorporate in a food sexy into way. the bedroom. How right. many fat black guys have you seen have sex? Oh, <laughs> God, thank God, none. <laughs> Well, if you count porn, I would have to think about that a little harder. This is a really bizarre tangent. I don't know how it got onto it, and it has nothing to do with the story. His name is Barry White, but he's no actual relationship. And he looks really like a thin little dude. And he's a young guy, too, right? He's 23. Yeah. He he bought a... (laughs) Have you ever heard of this when you lived up here? And being a Jew, maybe you might have some more inside information. There's something called the San Francisco gift center and jewelry mart, which Hmm. sounds normal enough, but it's like, there's all these jewelers in there and like gold resellers. And to even get in the building, you have to have like a, a special card or authorization or something. I've never even heard of this place. Where is it? Uh, it's down South of market somewhere across from like the REI. Remember that one? Oh, you told me it was across from the REI. Oh, somewhere in a yes, I think it's off of Brannon. Yeah, it's in a weird area, and and for you can't just go. It's not just like a you know place where you go like I gotta buy a diamond ring for my fiance, and you walk in and, you're, and they fucking rape you. <laughs> Two months salary. How much do you make? <clears throat> Fuck you. Uh, it's somewhere where you have to like call ahead and get authorization to go in. Maybe they make like custom pieces or something. You know, like the black. I'm not trying to be a racist, but let's. The blacks like they like to have like something with their name on it, or you mean like a big dollar symbol or something? Some guy got like shot maybe five years ago in the Bay Area because he had a little diamond encrusted Bam Bam. Yeah, because his he nickname did. was Bam Bam, so he had like a diamond encrusted Bam Bam from the Flintstones, and some other guy wanted it, I guess, so he killed him. Which was the other guy's nickname also Bam Bam, or he just thought it was cool. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder because I mean, how? What, what are the odds of that? Two Bam Bams walking the street at the same time? Weird. Yeah. It's kind of like you, people are going to know you stole it from the other Bam Bam because they recognize it. Well, how you many? How many of those trinkets exist? Well, you got to get them custom made. That's what I'm saying. So this is the kind of place maybe where you got to get it custom made. Let me get. We're never going to end this if we go on these tangents okay. too much. But uh, so this dude Barry White Jr., who's 23, he bought something previously. These guys aren't Jews. They're Asians. Vic Hung is the owner. He's 50 years old. Uh, and he's got two women who work there with him. Lena Lim, who's 51, and Kin Min, who's 35. So this dude bought something from them. And supposedly he came back because, and this is the district attorney talking, uh, assistant district attorney, sorry. <laughs> he says he thought that it didn't have his have as many grams of the precious metal as it was supposed to and he believed he had overpaid although the assistant da declines to elaborate on the type of jewelry or metal it contained because you know it's something ridiculous yeah do you think it was like a a cartoon character or like something ridiculous and the assistant da doesn't want to like add a racial element to it 
Oh, I bet so I'm just did. waiting for this to come out someday. Oh, I bet you it was ridiculous. Was he wearing it? Or did he, he brought it back and he was complaining? He had to bring it back with him because he was yelling at these Asians that, you know, he got ripped off. Which I'm not going to be racist here for the second time, but I mean, Asian people would rip you off, right? I mean, certain ones. I would say they're up there. They're, they they do have. I mean, I don't think they have as powerful of a Jew claw as a Jew, but there's Some definitely an Asian. It's an Asian talon. It's more of a talon than a claw. I don't think they see it as ripping off. They just see it as like getting the upper hand in the deal. You know. <clears throat> I think they're just cheap, though, by their nature. <laughs> as a Jew, you can you're allowed to say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have a claw, they have a talent. Well, he came in and he was mad. This hot-hutted young Barry White Jr. Hopping mad. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, there's nothing more to say other than to just get into it. But uh, he's being charged with two counts of murder and seven counts of attempted murder. Uh, the actual district attorney, George Gascon, who uh, we have this district attorney in San Francisco who can't really speak English, which is pretty great. Uh, he said, the way this individual went about killing these people was one of the most brutal, most calculating homicides I've viewed in my entire career. Wait, is this guy from <laughs> Peru? He's from somewhere down there. <laughs> South America. And uh, he used to be the chief of police for a little while. But now he's the DA. <laughs> White, White went in and argued with these guys. Then he went outside to feed the parking meter because you don't want to get your car towed. And then okay, he came back in with a thirty-eight caliber revolver and a folding knife. And then he waited in there until the other customers left the store. Oh, considerate. Courteous, yeah. Uh, after the other customers left the store. Which, what you should do as a white person, you'd make a big stink, right? These people ripped me off. I can't believe you're shopping in here. <laughs> I'm going to leave you a bad Yelp review, too, when I get home on the internet. It sounds like my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yelling. <clears throat> my brother would be red-faced. He'd be having a tantrum in the middle of Best Buy. <gasps> you won't take my video game back. I didn't open it. It was open when I bought it. <laughs> That's a good one from Jeff. He already played the whole fucking thing. Oh, he played it and beat it. it. He was just trying to get him it's to take it back. and his fucking semen on it. And he tried to, like, wrap it back up in, like, plastic. Surrender. <laughs> <laughs> he approached the counter after the other people left. He reached into his pocket, pulled out the five-shot revolver, fired multiple times, striking both Hung and Lim, are the two, who are the two women, but not killing them. Uh, they fled to the back room. White approached Min, who once again is one of the women, and uh, she panicked. Instead of running towards the door, she ran towards the G- Barry White Jr. Uh, that doesn't seem to be He a shot very at her idea. again, and when he missed, he pulled out his knife and viciously cut her from ear to ear. Whoa. Are you saying yeah. like he sliced her the top portion of her head off? I think he just slit her throat all the way across. Okay. He went, went in the back after Hung and Lim, the guy and the remaining woman, in the back room. Hung, the guy, was fighting back, was slashed across his face and hands, while Lim was nearly decapitated. Now, that's the decapitation you're thinking of. So this guy... This guy is just using a pocket knife, like a Swiss Army knife? Right. Like a buck knife. Man. And his five-shot revolver, which is a very strange thing. Yeah. I don't really quite understand why he had that. handed down through the gang he's in or whatever. Um, covered in blood. 
White then appears to re- reload his gun because you know there's like all these security cameras because it's like a place that deals in jewelry. I mean, they probably have bulletproof glass. Well, they probably don't have bulletproof. Doesn't glass. sound like he was wearing a mask. No, 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 he wasn't at all. He was just coming back in as an aggrieved customer. Jeff should take notes. Yeah, no, I was about to say this is like uh, he's particularly aggrieved. He, re- he appears on the camera. He appears to reload the gun as several police officers arrive, report- responding to reports of shots fired. They approached him in front of the store, not knowing if he was the victim or not, because all they know is there were shots, right? And he probably has blood all over him from decapitating uh, one of the Asian ladies and cutting the other one from ear to ear and slicing the hell out of the other guy's face and hands. But don't you think the big bloody knife in his hand is going to be a, you know, kind of indicate that maybe he had something to do with it? Well, probably when he opened fire. Probably when he opened fire at them again. Okay, there's, the a, there's yeah, there's something you probably shouldn't do with cops. And he ran towards a restaurant, which I don't know what restaurant it is. It's down there. It's probably a fast food restaurant. He surrendered after he ran out of ammunition because he's a punk ass bitch. What a, you know? Seriously, what a what a pussy! Like you're gonna go in there. This you're is gonna exactly go kill, the situation where you shoot yourself at the end of it. Death by cop. Like this guy. You know, he killed two women. He he probably like, critically injured a man. Yeah, basically that's what happened. That yeah, guy's and in then critical he, condition in the hospital. They he runs out of ammo and after in, after firing at the cops, why not just run out run at them with a with the with the knife and just get shot? I mean really right. or just keep clicking the gun at them and even if bullets aren't coming out, they will shoot you dead. Yeah, I mean what's the point of living here at this point? They uh went to his car and they found a loaded AK forty seven rifle, although a different Website says it's an SKS. I, I don't know if they make a version of the AK-47 or what. But uh, so, Okay, why would he get the knife rather than the AK? Because people are going to see you bringing in the AK. You can't, like, hide it in your pant leg. Well, maybe you could. He's probably wearing baggy pants. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the, he, has a, he has an actual defense attorney himself. And he's trying to – but they're trying to get the public to pay for his private attorney, which is bullshit. Uh, you know, the taxpayers, instead of using just the normal uh, lawyers that they give every criminal, you know, they're trying to get them to pay his private attorney. Uh, and uh, they're they're all arguing about that. This guy actually, um, in 2009, when he was 19, he was assault, arrested for assault with a deadly weapon after he attempted to run over police in Antioch. He's from Antioch, which is in the East Bay. He and two friends had been turned away from a private Sweet 16 party. Remember, he's 19. <laughs> going to this guy's a real 16 year old girl's birthday party and they kick him out he had threatened the bounce bouncer at the sweet 16 party remember with a pump action shotgun which by the way if your sweet 16 party has a bouncer there's problems already <laughs> uh they called the cops the police came uh and he tried to white tried to run over a police officer then he crashed into a concrete pillar and was found Remember how I said he's a punk-ass bitch? He was found hiding in some bushes nearby, suffering from gunshot wounds. He then, in 2011, because of this incident, filed suit for police brutality. (laughs) Remember, after he tried to run the cops over. After he tried to run the cops over, yeah. The only point in telling that part is, this guy tried to run over cops. He threatened people with a shotgun at a girl's 16th birthday party. Uh, the cops caught him hiding in the bushes with gunshot wounds, which I guess probably the cop shot him, and that's probably why he's threatening police brutality. But uh, why is he not in jail again awaiting trial? Yeah, I don't get it. Did he do any time for this? No. How, how do you None. get off doing that? Like, how do you... I think he was... I don't think the trial for that thing has happened yet. 
What? It was a, but he should be in jail awaiting trial. Yeah, he's like 23 years old. I know. The court system. This that movie's 19. Yeah. Is this in Detroit? No, it's in the Bay Area. <laughs> he's from Antioch, and this re- I mean, he's going down for this recent thing, right? He's oh, on no. camera, yeah, for God's sake. And they ca- the cops caught him with a gun, firing at them. God, I'm surprised ho- they didn't kill him. I hope they come out with what it was, is that this custom piece of jewelry was. I'm, I'm going oh, to wager right now, it was Tweety Bird. It could, that wouldn't surprise me. I, I hope it's something more interesting than that. Than Tweety? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think? I think it's a cartoon know, like character. If, if it was like if it was like Marmaduke or something, <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, Broom Broomhilda. If it was, was Broomhilda, really motherfucker. He's like, I don't know why they've been calling me Broomhilda, but that's my name, and I'm down with it. So <laughs> or getting... like that kid, that little kid from the Foxtrot cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that jewelry? Yo, nigga, this is Ziggy. Motherfucking <laughs> Ziggy made of diamonds. <laughs> My favorite. It's Billy from the Family Circus. <laughs> or that little ghost, not me. I've just always been into that cartoon. <laughs> I don't know. It speaks to me. It speaks to me. <laughs> when those Asians try to rip me off, they give just me saw diamonds for his hair. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. He probably does not sound like that, by the way. He looks like Urkel. Oh, does he wear glasses? He no, but he's got like big ears and this thin head. Yeah, he probably he's probably trying to prove himself. It's Tweety. Well, guarantee. I don't know. Anyway, people, send your story to Stick Around Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. We got a few phone calls. We do have some emails. I want to get to some emails too. So um, maybe we'll do a couple phone calls. But anyway, you can call us at 206 666 3846. Before we get to the calls and the emails, here's a word from our second sponsor who you should be completely supporting because you're actually going to learn something from this sponsor. Uh, here's a word from audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. All right, so we got a few phone calls here, the Sigrong Hotline. Uh, the first one is kind of topical. It has to deal with this whole, uh, the racism, the issue of racism that uh, is pervasive in this country. Um, are we biracial, Markley? Biracial. <laughs> I love that. So they're like, the U.S. is no longer biracial. There's more races than that. But it always comes down that, to black right? and white. What? I think we all knew that, right? No, but they're always they're saying that it's just black and white. That's the issue. Now it's Latino. There's brown. There's uh, there's there's many many different colors. Anyway, right, but I mean, primarily it is black and white, right? Yeah, but, well, I mean, I don't, er, blacks aren't even the largest minority. So really, it should be brown and white. Who is? Oh, the Latinos Mexicans, are. yeah. Latinos. Oh. But anyway, uh, they're saying it always comes down to it's not whether the person's Hispanic, it's whether the person's black or the person's white. But this guy is, uh, well, he's, uh, he's calling up to give his opinion on the matter. Greetings to my brethren of the sickness. Hey, the jury came back. George Zimmerman is not guilty. Just one more thing to prove that Florida's full of crazy people, and and that goes for Zimmerman as well as the members of the jury, I guess. Hey, it's Carl with a K, and I just wanted to say 
that us white people don't want to be called crazy ass crackers. So he's referring to the uh, was she a, was she a, a witness for the defense? Yeah. yeah. Um, Not a good one. No, she was terrible. She looked like Precious. Uh, Jontel, Jintel, or whatever her name was. Rachel Jontel. Yeah. Rachel Jontel, is that her name? Yeah. Uh, she looked she, like Precious. I mean, she's fucking illiterate. And people I, try I to play it off as like, oh, well, she speaks Creole at home. You're like, yeah, but she's fucking illiterate. Does she, does she write poetry and, like, you know, like, literary treatises in Creole? No, she's fucking illiterate. You couldn't even understand what she was saying. How, how could she be, I mean, how could they say she, sp- she spoke Creole and that's what affected her language? Did you see her, did you see her tweets? No, I didn't see the tweets. What were they like? Like, I'm going to get high after this. God, I wish I was oh. stoned right now. I wish I was high. I mean, that, that I guess was. she's not illiterate then because she can write that. Oh, no, she, she's she not. She couldn't read cursive. Uh, I don't read cursive. <laughs> she was just, I thought she was just stoned. But anyway, she was the one who used the term. Well, she was, she claimed that Trayvon Martin was saying that uh, there's a crazy ass cracker falling. Creepy me. ass cracker. Creep, I thought he was crazy. A creepy ass creepy. cracker. Yeah. Well, Zimmerman creepy, definitely is a creepy ass cracker. I don't, I don't know if you saw this before you get back to the call, but, uh, and then Gawker was trying to, maybe it was just a comment on Gawker. Uh, somebody on the internet. <laughs> Uh, they're trying to claim that uh, in the South, when black people say cracker, they mean police officer, not white person. And what? like all these people were agreeing with that person. Like, yeah, it's on a, it's on a Urban Dictionary. Cracker no, means police cracker, officer. Cracker is a well, – I don't even ne- necessarily know if it's like derogatory. I guess it would be, but it's a pejorative for a white person. Well, somebody somebody out there is trying to claim that she didn't mean white person, or and Trayvon didn't mean white person. They meant they meant a cop. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Really, I mean, you know, I mean, right in the court of law and on national TV and all that shit. Crazy ass crackers is offensive to me. I can't use the N word. Don't call me that. <laughs> and while we're at it, it's not. Don't a call question, me honky. Is cracker comparable to the N word? No. I think the N-word's much worse, and I think there's a, a, a much larger uh, bleak history attached to that one. Well, plus just like that, if, if anybody called me a cracker, I would just start dying laughing. I think it's funny, yeah. I mean, as long as they weren't about to bash my head in. <laughs> what if like somebody on the bus was like, hey, cracker, move, give me that seat? I'd be like, <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> you, you could almost be Epic Beard Guy, the, 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 uh, the, the son, the son of Epic Beard Man. Yeah, I'm not that big. Oh, yeah. You do have I don't a beard, have Stacey though. Adams, either. Call me Whitey. For you Native Americans, don't call me Pale Face. For the Polynesians, all this stuff's hilarious. Howley. 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 Can't we just get over it? Never heard of If you go to Hawaii, they'll call you Howley. They call you Howley? H A O L I E, yeah. So, wait. So, the Native Americans say Pale Face. The black people say Crackers. What do the oh, Chinese say? Uh, Dilo. Dwilo, Dwilo, a round eye. Gaijin, is that another one, or is that something else? Yeah, I'm not sure. Round eye. <laughs> I don't think they really say round eye. <laughs> they used to back in uh, Bruce Lee '70s uh, movies. Did they? Yeah, and Under the Dragon. Oh, if it's in that, then I believe it. You can call me by my freaking name. It's Carl with a K. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sue anybody. The NAACP doesn't want to hear from me, anyways. Carl with a K. Yeah, uh, you know, as far as, as far as profiling people, because they wear hoodies, I'm like, it's a statement. You're wearing it. 
If you don't want to be profiled, don't wear the statement. If I go out wearing a sheet with a pillowcase over my head for a hood, I'm going to be profiled and people will treat, treat me just like... Do you think Trayvon Martin, had he been wearing a clown suit, do you still think he would have been shot by Zimmerman? Uh, no, I don't actually. I don't know if that's relevant, but no. Okay, I'm just saying. Suit. I'm just saying. If he was wearing a clown suit and he was whatever lurking around the condos, and he came up and attacked him, I mean, do you do you you don't think Zimmerman would have thought he was as suspicious if he was wearing a clown suit? Well, he might have thought it was it, and <laughs> <laughs> shot him for that reason. I would evil clown. Yeah. Came out of the sewer and now he's creeping around my condo. I'm freaking out. <laughs> this black kid in a clown suit. It's black. It <laughs> run. <laughs> I think Zimmerman would have been. I'm going to stand my ground. I didn't think he was black. I thought he was a spider monster. <laughs> definitely, I'm pretty sure. So, oh well, we're all fucked up in our own ways. Everybody's prejudiced. But no matter what color you are, and uh, we just got to learn how to get along without shooting each other. Jesus Christ. You know, background checks wouldn't have cut this crazy-ass cracker. He'd have got his gun even if they did do a background check. They would have on that. Uh, oh, what the hell, I'd probably pass He had a pretty clean record. One. That can't be right. All right, people. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. We'll see you again. Thanks there, Carl with a K. He should have been on the Carl jury. With Carl yeah. with a K has a little bit of a podcasting radio type voice. He does. He has he's a, he's a good tone of voice there. Very, you uh, feeling for me sometimes. <laughs> hey, he should, he should have been on the jury. Had he been the foreman of that jury, the results might have been different. You know, uh, one thing I was telling, we were talking about this off air, but I noticed that uh, got Hollywood has been, there's just been so much like, um, the other day, they, they had a couple protests, not as big as I thought it would be. I think the Oscar Grant protests in Oakland were bigger than these Trayvon Martin ones. Well, yeah, as they should be. I mean, the Oscar Grant incident happened in Oakland, so it makes sense to have a big fucking riot here. And don't call it protest. Oh, it, was a a, it was a riot. But no, but I mean, people... I mean, maybe were... it's not a riot, but like, you know, it's it's hooligans. Yeah, they're rioting. They're smashing shit up. They're, they're yeah, but they claim it was a protest because they're protesting the injustice. Well, in the, in the news up here, I don't know if they do the same thing down there, but they always say, peaceful protest, and then a splinter group broke off. It's like, yeah, really? Every time a splinter group breaks off. So if every time you have a peaceful protest, there's a splinter group that breaks off... I'm starting to just think it's one a big ball of wax. You know, I didn't I didn't go and check it out just because I kind of don't want to fuck with the LAPD anymore. <laughs> After that whole <laughs> Occupy Wall Street hor- horrible incident yes. um, where I almost got caught up in that, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stay in. But uh, they had like a group of like, I don't know, there were like 500 people that blocked off one of the freeways. I think it was the 10. And then they were uh, marching. Nothing's going to anger Los Angelinos more Then than blocking off a freeway. God damn it. How many honkies were honking during that incident? Oh, they pissed off a lot of honkies. <laughs> and then uh, then they were on Sunset, and I guess they were, like, smashing the windows of the CNN building. And so I went on a Tuesday. I went to Hollywood to go see that uh, Pacific Rim job. And, uh, really? I, just, I saw one that was called Pacific Trim. Pacific Trim? Oh, dude, Pacific Rim job's way better. Oh, yeah? Yeah. More graphic. Um, 
I get, you know, it's, it's pretty graphic, but it's a good movie. Big robots. Lots of big rim jobs to monsters. <laughs> Basically, Pacific Rim Job. I mean, I don't want to give away the movie to anybody, but that probably is a better title because the whole goal of the movie is to go down to the undersea butthole <laughs> <laughs> and plug and it up. Give it a rim job. And, and rim it, it yeah. So that's kind of what happened. You're, you're totally spoiling it for people now. Sorry. Yeah, but uh, it's a hell of a rim job. Um, those are big robots. But anyway, walking around Hollywood, it was just like rife with uh, anger and people that were just charged and ready. Racial ra- anger. Yeah, racial anger. There were like all these groups like of uh, young black kids just running around like ready just to fight, um, causing havoc on the trains. I was like, this is interesting. Um, I wonder if this that's is what when, it That's was. when you need a personal air horn because, you know, you can't even honk when you're on the train. <laughs> you, gotta, <laughs> you just you pull out the air, air horn, horn in your bag. Get away from me, black people. (laughs) (laughs) Honky. Honky coming through. Just because I'm not in the car. Anyway. Got me at a disadvantage, but you don't really know because I got the stair horn. I think Carl K should have been, Carl with a K here should have been on the jury. A lot of people are outraged about that verdict. I I do wonder, though, what's Zimmerman going to do now? He'll be fine. Everybody's so worried. Like, people who are anti-Zimmerman are like, hey, he better watch out. There's somebody who's going to get him on the street. And then I guess people who are, like, are on his side or whatever are like, oh, it's, are they on their own now, the whole Zimmerman family? Okay, if you owned Arby's, would you hire him? How is that relevant to anything? I don't I'm just know. saying, like, he doesn't have a job right now. He's so, not going to go work at Arby's. Okay, if you owned a He's too fat. private security company. You see how big he is? Okay, if, I'm just saying, you owned a small business. Would you hire him? Dude, here's what you do. Move to Idaho. Problem solved. Well, I think he should definitely move. But, I mean, if, if, if you what was knew. That cop, what was that cop in the OJ thing that was uh, caught being all racist on, on audio? Oh, that Mark guy. Furman? Yeah, Furman. What happened yeah, to him? He just, moved to, he just moved to Idaho. G. Gordon Liddy. Everybody hates him. Moved to Idaho. They're so conservative there, and everybody's white, and it's pretty much... He should just areas, move to there's Texas. There's areas that are just accepted that they're uh, white supremacist areas. Just move to one of those. Yeah, he's just moved to Texas. Except he's Jewish. Fine. They might not like him so much. He's weird, though. It's like Jewish-Mexican or something. They might make a dispensation, those uh, those white supremacy guys. All right, we got we got one more call here. Here's, here's the last call. It's a question. Hi, Dean Lance. This is Carrie from Mississippi again. With a K. And today I'm on another little road trip, and this time to fuck a lovely bearded fellow in a neighboring state. And I was bearded curious. What's wait, 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 stop this. That either one of you. First of all, she's not from Mississippi. She's from the Midwest. Listen. Is she? Listen to her. How do you know? She might be Listen from a northern accent. part of Mississippi. <laughs> northern part of Mississippi? They don't talk like they're from Minnesota. Well, maybe, okay, maybe she just moved to Mississippi. And plus, she's, she's going to fuck a fine bearded gentleman. I like yeah, I don't that. get how these why these girls like the beardos. Never understood that. It's very uh, masculine. Yeah, I don't know. They, it, I think it's kind of like because these bands like Iron and Wine come out and they're like, oh, "We're sensitive bearded guys and we play our acoustic guitars." And that's that's what these girls are into. Would you say these that days. to Hacksaw Jim Duggan to his face? Now that guy deserves would. to wear a beard. I'm just saying when when you you should earn the beard. You shouldn't just be an indie skinny indie rocker guy that 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 has a neo folk band and you grow a beard and every girl ass- gets wet for that it. Carrie or what's her name? Carrie, Carrie is going to fuck that dude. 
I think she is. She's going to fuck a Hacksaw Jim Duggan guy. Or a guy that looks like Ron Swanson with a beard. See, now that, I can respect that guy deserves to wear a beard. Yeah, that's who she's going to fuck. Yeah, I I don't know. I I guarantee... Grizzly Adams. I guarantee she's going to go fuck the guy in Bonnevere. (laughs) What about one of the ZZ Top guys? Those guys, that's a real beard. But you know the beard I'm talking about? It's that hipster beard that's like... You know, they grew it out, and they're just trying to look disheveled because they're starving artists, and and we just are sensitive, and, you know, I'm growing this beard for Trayvon Martin. <laughs> okay, okay, but what about, uh, what about the really weird, I think there's even a type of music called, like, weirdy, beardy, like, re- like noise band. Are they cool with the beard? What is this weirdy, beardy noise band music out there? Is this a genre on, that you listen to? <laughs> weirdy, beardy noise band. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm unfamiliar with the weirdy, beardy genre of music. But maybe, okay, maybe those guys. I guess I'd have to listen to the band to be you able to. You just don't like it if it's, quote unquote, you deem it sensitive. That's where you, sensitive I'm just saying there's like, band. okay, I don't like the sensitive beard types. That's, what, that's, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Because here in LA, you see a lot of these guys just walking around. They're skinny dudes, and they got, you know, stylized tattoos, and, uh, and, and they have these beards. And you're looking at them, you're like, you're just a trust fund guy that's just too lazy to fucking shave. Because you don't need to. Because you can go, you could live off the trust fund, you could play your acoustic guitar, and all these other, these young chicks just want to bone you. Hate those dudes. Know. Damn beardos. And I was just curious, what's the furthest that either one of you have traveled to have really good sex? And how far is too far before it's just separate? So let me know, and you fuckers better keep recording, because I just rediscovered it, and I'm loving it. So have a good day. She does not sound from like she does not sound southern at all. No, definitely not. Uh, the question is, what did she say? Uh, what's the longest you've ever traveled to have sex? And, and what's too far before you seem desperate? Or too far where it's just not worth it? Um, she said, "Seem desperate," which is a different question than not worth it. She said, "Seem def- desperate." Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought it was. I thought it was not worth it. But um, all right, what's the what's the longest you ever traveled to have sex? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I've done I've done two long distance relationships. So, how many time zones? Um, hmm. okay. Uh, I was living in Chicago and I dated a girl in Michigan. So that's one a different time. time. That's one time zone away. And that that was like you know we'd probably see each other once every three weeks, maybe once every two weeks. Good five hour drive. And then uh my ex that I was driving when I was living in San Francisco is driving down to LA. And that's a good what, five and a half hours? Yeah, I was doing that. That's probably uh, the furthest for me. I think I've gone like three or four time zones to try and have sex, but didn't get it. So that doesn't Were you saying like going on vacation somewhere, like to Europe? Yeah, you kind of combine a vacation with like, oh, and I'll get to see that girl and maybe we'll fuck. Oh, nope, we didn't. Yeah, I guess I've had I that I didn't get too. laid in Europe. I would have liked to. I was single at the time. I, I guess I've had that. But she's saying... You're purposely tra- – it's a surefire thing. Like you're traveling. If it's a surefire thing, I don't think there's any distance that's too great. You might not want to maintain the relationship and you might think better of it over time but because it's just like, you know, this is costing a lot of money and I should probably just find somebody to fuck that's close by. 
Yeah, I, that's what I, I think at, at this point. I mean, I think maybe when I was younger, I was more willing to travel. I guess it depends on how long it's been since I've been laid. Like, if, if I haven't had sex in, like, a year, you know, fuck yeah, I'm going to go travel probably to Vancouver. That's well, probably my a, cutoff. I have, a, I have a side question. How much do you find yourself, with regards to sex, like, having a rating system? Like, do you feel that of, like, all the girls... And I wouldn't say, like, comparing sex that you had when you're 17 to now, because there's other differences, but, like, in the sort of recent five years or whatever, all the girls you've had sex with, do you consider, like, some of them are like, oh, that girl is a really good lay, and, like, that one isn't so great, or, or are you just kind of like, it's all sex and it's all pretty good? No, I, th- I, think it, I think it varies. So would you go further for, like, well, that girl's so good in bed that I'd go really far to meet her, but that girl I'd only drive, like, across town. Yeah, I would. If there was a girl that I knew that was, like... Is it based on hotness only, or is it, like, like... If, given equally hot girls, one's just way better in bed. I think one just uh, more fun to have sex with. Because mm-hmm. I, haven't you had sex with a girl that's just like I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I I'm sure, but I'm sure the the reverse is true too. Like a girl's like, oh god, that guy just sucks in bed, blows his load in like thirty seconds. <laughs> I think girls blah, have blah, blah. way more to judge on. Yeah, yeah, but but I've had sex with several girls that have just been like. Whether they are inexperienced or whether they're just intimidated or whether they're not into it, they just don't do anything. And then you're kind of like moving them around like you would a real doll. Like that's, <laughs> that's lame. That's just not fun. Like it's way more fun to have a girl that's like that will do crazy shit and will do okay. it. So, so I would be more apt to travel you know, a few hours away to go have sex with a girl that – well, if okay, let's say we were dating – then yeah, and I'd be, and I was into it. Then and I was into this girl; it'd be worth it for me. But I think I don't if, think if this it was girl's talking about dating, if there was a hot chick that was kind of like just boring in the sack, I wouldn't travel to go deal with that just to get laid. I'd rather just jerk what off. What about a girl that you never fucked before, but guaranteed she's going to fuck you if you go someplace? I guess I'd, you know what I'd want, I'd want to do is if uh, if I had a reason to go to that city. I don't know if I would travel at, at this point, like at this point in my life, it's like, I've, I'm not trying to look for new notches on the bedpost, you know, at this point, I mean, it's, it's not like I'm trying to conquer new, when I was younger, I think I probably would have when I was like early twenties or whatever. I, I, I think at this point I'm just kind of like, yeah, depends on how hot this girl is. And if, if I should even, I guess it all depends on how long it's been. How since big been is laid. your beard? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, what did she say? How far is too far? For me? Yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'd go pretty far. I mean, if I wasn't getting laid, that's the thing. I think if you're getting laid or you have the opportunity to get yeah. laid locally, you're not going to go very far. That, that's kind of my point on it. Uh, you know, probably I'd stop at I'd a be plane more ride. Will, I'd be more willing to spend money and be like, you come here. I'll I'll pay for your flight if I don't have to get on a plane or drive fucking for hours and hours. That's the baller way to do it. That's the way you should do it. Just be like, why don't you come here? We'll stay in a hotel room and I'll bang it's you all weekend. cheaper than a prostitute. Yeah, way cheaper than a prostitute. More legal. You're not going to end up in jail. And you can have the girlfriend experience. But I mean, if I lived <laughs> in Alaska and there were no, there was like one be warded woman in my town and I'd already fucked her and she didn't like me anymore and wouldn't fuck me anymore. And there's you know, it's like 50 dudes in town. They're all fucking her anyways. What and about the Inuits? Girl, 
And some girl in like San Francisco was like, "Hey, I remember when you used to live down here, and I always liked you, but we never hooked up." And I lived in like Nome, Alaska. You better fucking believe I'm flying down. <laughs> but that, that that but that goes to, that proves your point of it's been so long since you've been laid. You've been fucking walruses for like fucking three months, right? And there's no chance of it. Ha- you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, I'm hoping you're not boning a a a iron and wine hipster beer guy and more like a hacksaw Jim Duggan type of beer guy. She's um, crossing state lines, she said. Did you know? She certainly is. You know, this guy though has got some game because she's coming to him. Notice that. Right. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's anyway, do it. people call the sick and wrong hotline, 206-666-3846. We got time for one email, then we gotta get out of here. Remember this guy, Wackerly, who uh he used to work I think it was like at a Arby's or a, not an Arby's, a Wendy's. Wendy's. Sounding familiar. And you know, uh, I did get my free frosty coupons. They, that was the guy. He was trying to give you some advice on how to get laid, and uh, in I think you Maybe asked him for like some frosty. Or something? Yeah, but he's got he's got swag. Remember the swag thing? Oh yeah, I mostly wanted to know what swag meant. Patrick Swagsy. So he writes in, "What's up, taking wrong? It's Patrick Swazzy, your urban correspondent." Doesn't sound like an urban to me, but I think he's a white kid. He's not urban at all. I've been listening. He says I've been listening to you guys since day one. You guys put me through the end of public school, high school, and part of college. It's kind of sad, really. Yep. Is it sad for you, or is it sad for us? Both. Both. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I got to think about that for a second. (laughs) But anyway, I got a sick and wrong story for you. About six months ago, I, start, I decided to start selling yayo because I love money and girls love a bad boy. Yeah. It's, no, yayo is cocaine. Cocaine, yeah. Are we not? Are we? Are we not supposed to translate his hip lingo so he doesn't get busted? Well, we, you know, we, we have a a varied audience. You know, maybe people don't know yayo that term. Um, I love how he's like, girls love a bad boy. Yeah, so do. Uh, so many dudes in prison, they're going to punk you out. Uh, but I started selling to my bosses at work. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, girls love guys with cocaine, okay? <laughs> you don't have to be a bad guy. <laughs> you don't have to be a dealer. Um, but I started selling to my bosses at work, and when I wouldn't give them uh, deals, they fired me. So now I don't work legitimate jobs anymore. I just sell every drug you can think of. Maybe Yay they go. fired you because you were dealing drugs at work. You ever think of that? I don't know. He says they, he says uh, that they wanted deals, taking advantage of them. Hmm. So now he's selling every drug you can think of: Yayo, Gear, Green, M, E, everything. Do you even know what, what all those are? I could guess, but I wouldn't be confident that I knew what I was talking about. I'm, I'm gonna, every, I would take the everything drug. I'm gonna, it's, like an, yeah. it's like an everything bagel. <laughs> it's like an everything bagel. Just every drug just on All like a, a piece of bread and you just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a stab at it. Yayo, cocaine, gear, heroin, green, probably marijuana, M, meth, E, ecstasy. You think? Yeah. The E one I'm confident of. And everything's just the, the everything bagel. What's Molly. And maybe that's what the M is. Molly's kind of like supposedly pure MDMA. Um, He says the money's good. So are the women. I only got caught one time. And when when I was in jail, 
I smuggled in an ounce of yayo up my asshole, and I made a name for myself inside and outside the system. I think he's lying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they let you into jail with stuff up your butthole. Don't they search it? Yeah, unless you're talking about a... uh... Unless you're talking about like a holding tank that he was like a drunk tank, but if he's he talking about like he, he spent jail, the night though. in jail, like you think that you think that the prison guards have never thought of somebody shoving something up their ass before to get it in there. I thought, I thought oh, yeah, you're the what, first dude to think of that. I thought that's what they do though. Is they they do a cavity search when you get admitted? Yeah, they do. Maybe he was passing out free frosties. And they're like, all right, I'll take this Frosty. Fuck the cavity I filled search. my asshole with Frosty. <laughs> with frosty. <laughs> Not particularly, thanks. This is my own special kind of Frosty. When I say yayo, I mean French fries. And when I say M, I mean Frosty. And when I say green, I mean that chili and a baked potato. The chives and the baked potato. <laughs> so you're, oh, wait, so Wackley, are you implying that this guy is dealing Wendy's? <laughs> Maybe. Get a lot of chicks that way. Yeah. Um, he said, thanks for the nearly eight years of sick and wrongness and the motivation to do what I do. I'm glad we encourage you to do that. Go Good sell job, some more Wendy's. Drugs. And sorry, Wackerly, for not sending you the coupons. My coked out boss won't give me the box of coupons before I got fired. I'll make it up to you somehow. <laughs> A real drug dealer would have stole the box. I don't know. He's, he's honest in that respect. Uh, maybe a ball for each of you or something. So I think he's gonna send you an eight ball there, Wackerly. I would rather have, uh, you know, Percocet or something than than cocaine. I'm not really into cocaine anymore. He says anyway. Peace out, guys. Patrick Swagsy, which is a an excellent moniker. This guy's definitely yeah. got swag. Definitely got he is swag. Swaggeredly. <laughs> Anyway, people, you can email the show at SigmaRonPodcast.com. Uh, yeah, as always, we want you to subscribe to the show via iTunes because it's a great way to support us. You can just go on to iTunes, type in Sick and Wrong, and uh, leave us a rating, maybe a comment if you're feeling randy. Uh, but it does help out uh, the show, gives us some more exposure. Uh, Sick and Wrong t-shirts are coming. I have a sample shirt of the new design Coming about a week. I'm honest this time. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fabricating this. This is true. We're going to have t-shirts by August. The new Sick and Wrong Tees. Uh, a couple new designs, actually. And we're going to have some... I'm revamping the Cafe Press Store because I'm, oh, I'm sick of those old designs. We're going to have some new stuff coming out soon. And for you mm, big people... they last if you want one. Well, yeah. And uh, you, didn't you get the Sick Renan tea? Yeah. It's How's it look? Laundry, though. Oh, you've been wearing it around? Rocking it? A little bit. <laughs> you know what's cool about the Cafe Press thing is that if you go to Cafe Press and you're a, you're a fat ass, sod buster, you can get double XLs, you can get quadruple XL. Oh, anything you want. Yeah, whereas uh, we only sell, what, smalls through extra large. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. So, anyway, we're going to have a uh, new Sick and Wrong store up very soon and new T-shirts available probably in a couple weeks. A sick and wrong song of the week was sent in from Brian. He says, this is a submission for the song of the week, and it's by the band Carnivore off the Retaliation album. That particular release has a few sick and wrong songs, but this one I feel fits the theme of the podcast. The song is called Sex and Violence. And be sure to wait for the break in the middle when Peter Steele yells, if you can't eat it or fuck it, then kill it. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Brian. You know, you know, what about uh, your grandma? <laughs> you can't eat her and you can't fuck her. 
You I'm could fuck her. her. If you really want to. I mean, it'd be kind of gross. <laughs> I don't want to. That's be a my deviant. point. But I mean, you could. He's saying oh, if he okay. physically can. Are you well, you P- can fuck anything. You know who much. Peter Steele is? He was in that band Typo Negative later on. It was like that goth band. But Peter Steele was like, he looked like a Cro-Magnon. He was huge. And he had like long black hair. But I mean, he was Wasn't like. Wasn't in the Cro-Mags though. No, but he was like six seven and just this big massive guy. And back in the carnivore days, he used to be a sanitation worker in New Jersey, and he was just a garbage man. But he was huge. I mean, and he had like Conan. He looked like Conan the Barbarian. He's just this Sweet. big massive guy. I think he died a few years ago. But then he started uh, Carnivore, which is more metal, and then they went to Typo Negative, which was like kind of this goth, kind of sort of cheesy goth band. But I always like both bands. Anyway, this is a great song, Sex and Violence. Thanks for saying it in there, Brian. Uh, people, will be back next week with uh, episode, wow, 391. Just one away from the last episode. Or maybe not. We don't know. Or maybe Nobody not. Knows. It's a cliffhanger, leaving it open-ended. <laughs> See what happens. Stay tuned. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week. Till then, take us easy. Good night.
What do you call a gay dinosaur? It's a Megasaurus. Yes. Secondly, what do you call a lesbian dinosaur? Telecolopus. Goodbye.